Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. And if you haven't heard the last episode, you don't know that I've rebranded. But the only way to figure it out is go and listen to the last episode that went up. But either way, thank you much for downloading me. Thank you very much for watching me on YouTube. Thank you very much for letting me into your life and all manner of things that are related to you giving me your time and listening to me chat for an hour. I think as we do, I don't know when this one's going to go live. Obviously, give me uh, relatively soon. We're recording this on a Thursday, but we will be around about two weeks from WrestleMania when it does drop, which is very excited. Which is why I went to my Patreon world, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. That is what keeps all these podcasts slash audio shows going. And I reached out to my man, Rafad, who's been on before. I said, dude, come back on and we'll have a big chat about WrestleMania 35. So, my man, how are you doing today? Great man, how are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm pumped. I'm ready. I'm ready to <laughs> to get into some serious to serious some chatting about uh, WrestleMania and obviously specifically with you, as you mentioned to me before before we got going. Obviously, the magical world of the Undertaker, which is probably a good place to start because it doesn't look like he's going to be on the WrestleMania 35 card. It got confirmed today as we're recording this that he's certainly not retired because WWE or somebody came out and said that he is going to be on the Saudi Arabia card in April. He's going to have a match there. So it's not like he's, he's hung up his boots or anything like that. Obviously, he's doing Starcast 2 as well. well no, he's doing, the, he's doing the meet and greet and the signing. Dude, how do you feel about this, man? I mean, this must be the first time in a long while you're not going to get your beloved Undertaker on the WrestleMania. Well, he's been on wrestlemania more than i've been alive so <laughs> how good is that it's crazy but um i think he'll be on the show i just don't think he's gonna have a match uh if i don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago uh elias in a match he had I who really remembers what matches elias has but i think it's against <laughs> dean ambrose brilliant dude. on raw brilliant just get a little zing in there when no one's yeah. looking excellent man I think it was I think it was actually like that crazy week when Roman Reigns came back and Batista the week that you were off. <laughs> yeah, I, I but, know. Tell me about it, man. Right. But that's uh, Elias in his match. He did Undertaker's move old school. I don't know if you remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, because I remember thinking at the time because usually he used to walk down one ropes and then go on the other set, but this time he just went across. And the commentators even mentioned the Undertaker. I do remember. Yeah, and I and I was just thinking like this is the most random thing to do. And then even on uh, Raw this week, he was talking about like how nobody's going to interrupt him and he doesn't care who it is. Nobody's going to interrupt him. Like this is his concert and obviously somebody's going to interrupt him. Yeah. And I mean, I think that would be the perfect time, I guess, for Undertaker to show up. What do you, what, you think he just what? Just beats up Elias, gives him a tombstone and that's it? Like, Kind of like last year, basically, because it was kind of like a show. It wasn't really like a wrestling thing, because uh, all the John Cena stuff, um, Elias coming out. So yeah, just like a come out, uh, choke slam, tombstone, like stuff like that. Yeah, I like personally. Personally, I w I wish he like did a little more, but I mean, like you know, this the card is like so stacked already. Like there's not really any time for that, right? Yeah, but I think it's always good to pace a uh, pace a card out. Like I really liked everything they did with John Cena Undertaker last year, just because it felt different. And you know that to me was, yeah, that that was. I don't know. It was just something cool about it. I I, I like the idea of it, and it just it, it felt like it was a show long storyline. It wasn't just match after match after match after match. I don't mind Elias coming out for five minutes, doing a bit of, you know, guitaring or whatever, and then yeah. and then walking to the back. I think that's fine. Can I just tell you my uh, dream scenario? You can do. That's what this is all about. So my fantasy booking would have it that uh, Elias comes out, does his thing, and then Undertaker comes out, like basically exactly what I just told you. He does that. And then Demon Finn Balor comes out. <laughs> while Undertaker's doing his like, you know, his pose when he's on one knee and like, and then randomly Demon Finn Balor comes out. He's just looking at the Undertaker, 
And Undertaker kind of gives him like that smirk laugh he does and just walks out of the ring. Like he doesn't really care about Finn Balor. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then what I would want, which he's really old, so probably would have happened, but like a year long build. Because if, and then like eventually next, like something like next year at WrestleMania, like Finn Balor, like retiring The Undertaker for good wow dude i mean you, you you've gone you've gone big here my yeah. friend you, you've no gone because i would like i would have it like uh f- like like he's not gonna show up like every week or stuff like obviously but big four pay-per-views uh he just has like a squash match or something like that he just shows up um he might interfere in a finn balor match like he eventually accepts his challenge um even at like the royal rumble next year if he came out at like 27 or something, eliminated some people, and then he like just got out of the ring because he doesn't care. He just wants to face Finn Balor and like destroy him. And then eventually the demon retires Undertaker. Like something like that for like a proper retirement. I guess he technically had that with Roman Reigns. But if there's something that like finishes like his career like permanently, like, I would have something like that. Well, look, dude, I mean, it kind of does everything you're meant to do in wrestling. Undertaker leaves, Finn Balor finally becomes the person we all want. You get that demon character over, which is, again, something that many people have criticized WWE on the main roster not using to the best of its potential. So absolutely, dude. Like, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen just because of <laughs> WWE sees it. But I, I wouldn't be against it by any stretch of the imagination. I think it gives Undertaker a proper send-off, kind of makes up for the messy ending between all the Roman Reigns uh, fallout, which didn't really, you know, it was kind of confusing now when, when you look back in it. And it gives you a moment, and this really is just from Mania, that nobody's expecting. Uh, it puts Finn Balor in a position that's going to make people happy as opposed to what fighting Bobby Lashley for the IC title. Yeah, I think, I like, I think they just did it. Like, they took the title off him, and now he's going to be the demon and beat Bobby Lashley, which is cool, I guess, but I don't know what that does for either of them. No, well, they've just thrown the IC title around too much. Like the fact yeah. that Finn Balor beat Leo Rush to get it, then he didn't defend it. Then two weeks later, he's losing to Bobby Lashley again. There's not really that much. And then you know, on Raw this week, when it was the the tag match, they're not even talking about the about the belt at all. Like they're just, it's just there. It's just a a figment of our imaginations. It's never focused on. So I think that's the real issue. Um, what do you want before we leave Undertaker? What do you want? I know it's not a real pay per view, and they're already surrounded by controversy. But who do you want to face at Crown Jewel? Uh, Crown Jewel, not Crown Jewel. Whatever the next Saudi Arabia show is going to be know, called. You know, you know what the funny thing is? Last time I talked to you, it was right before Crown Jewel. It was, yeah. You're right, dude. Yeah. And we talked about how, like, the DX match and all that stuff. So, uh, it depends, like, what they're going to do. Because we all know it's like a glorified house show, right? So, yeah. he can, like, either it's some guy who he faces in, like, a... 10-minute match. Like, uh, if you remember at the Greatest Royal Rumble, it was Rusev, which I don't want it to be somebody like that who just can get buried, but if you're going to have some guy who's not really doing anything, just lose, and he, like Undertaker has entrance, a quick match is over, I think I'd rather prefer that than like a 30-minute match that we saw like Super Showdown and, and Crown Jewel, right? So there's no specific guy, but I would just rather have him have a match that's like ten minutes long and just yeah keep it short right have his have his entrance um get his offense in and then the other guy does his stuff Undertaker sit up like again offense choke slam tombstone over like something like that. What did you think of the DX versus Brothers of Destruction? Because I mean, look, not that these awards are the be all and end all, but of course. Uh, it got, it got, you know, it got named the worst match in the Wrestling Observer Awards a couple of weeks ago. I didn't think it was terrible. I wouldn't have given it worst match, but it isn't really something I'm going to go back and watch anytime soon. So, as a long-time Undertaker fan and a long-time wrestling fan, obviously you know who DX are. What was your, yeah, what was your kind of take on it? Uh, it okay. Let's let's just be honest. It wasn't, it wasn't a good match. I just think they, like, I don't know if this, like, the guys, like, each of their prides, like. I know Triple H has the reputation of, like, wanting to, like, do the most. And, like, that's what I'm kind of scared about the Batista match. Like, I don't want it to be, like, crazy long. 
But just speaking on the crown jewel match, I feel like it if they just had like a short match and even if they had the thing like uh I think Triple H went through the table, do something like that. Uh each of them do like their famous spots, but it kind of just dragged on for no reason, especially it was a pretty long pay-per-view like Oh yeah. If you can yeah. do if you can do that as the, as the main event, that's cool because they're like the four biggest stars on the card, right? But I would have just had something quick. Not like quick, but like 10 10 minute match again, like I said, especially at their age, they're not capable of having a crazy long match. There was like a lot of botches in it, obviously. Um like the cane mask falling off was <laughs> it was just like was like perfect. secondhand it was like secondhand embarrassment it was like oh my god what a, uh, what is going on here? I think but, that, that kind of underlined it didn't it that was kind of like ah well this is where we're at yeah like think think about like like when kane never took off his mask if something like that have like if that had ever happened like <laughs> well I mean, yeah because i mean how big a deal was that like well i remember when it, it came quite apparent that kane was going to take off his mask everybody went crazy i know i did i was like yeah. I, was, I was always torn on it i think we may have talked about this or we've certainly talked about it on the show before i didn't want it to happen even today i don't think it would have happened i was so into the mask kane character and i liked it so much i was just like man let's not Let's not tinker with it. And I think I get why they did it. You want to keep things fresh. But I was the same with The Undertaker as well. I never wanted him to change. I always wanted to be the dead man. And I get that that's really boring for a performer. But me as somebody that was watching it, yeah, all the time I was like, Kane, keep your mask. Be this crazy serial killer guy. Undertaker, you be the zombie. I like it. It's two of the only characters in all of wrestling when it comes to the Hocus Pocus stuff where I feel like it's worked. Like Bray Wyatt went off the tracks and Bubba Shango was fun, but it was a bit, you know, all over the place and controversial. I, I agree with you. Uh, the only thing I would say is Kane, even when he took off the mask, he was still like a like like the demon character, right? But when he did like the corporate Kane, which he did the role really good. <laughs> yeah. And even when he was like with Daniel Bryan, like that's not something you would think of like 90s Kane to be like, right? Like that's like completely changing his character. But even when he took off his mask, He's still like the demon, so I, I like I'm like you. I still prefer the mask on him, but but it was at least he still kept that character going. Yeah. Like Undertaker, I really didn't like when he just changed his whole character and became the American badass. <laughs> well, honestly, man, I've said it before on what culture videos, and I always get people tweeting me about it. I think that's one of the most amazingly one of the most sort of. I get controversial is not the right word, but certainly dividing things that I've ever said. And by and large, I've said it before, I say it again. What I tend to find is if you started watching The Undertaker before he was Biker Taker, you don't like Biker Taker. However, if your first exposure to him is Biker Taker, you like Biker Taker because that's what you're used to. And that's fine. That's cool. I will admit that I'm part of the problem with Kane because I did buy a world's greatest director of operations mug. <laughs> I, I just thought, it, for the same reason, I've also bought a Tamina, nobody meaner than Tamina t-shirt this week. I like crap merchandise. It, may, it just makes me laugh. I don't actually like good merchandise. I want all the crap stuff. So, yeah, but you are right. At least when he took his mask off, he was still possessed. Whereas when The Undertaker came back, he was just a dude that talked and he was on his bike. And even with that, what I find fascinating is, I think Michelle McCool put out an Instagram post today. And I think Undertaker and the whole family's on a jet. And he's playing WWE Uno with his kid. And even even... <laughs> Even now, people are still like, it's so weird to see The Undertaker out of character. Actually, did you watch the um, out-of-character interviews he did on YouTube with the, um, I think the guy was a yeah, pastor yeah, or something? Yeah. What did you think of those, Both dude? Of yeah, what did, yeah, I did too. I, I mean, I find it incredible. They blow my mind because he's, he, no one has protected his character as well as him. And it, you know, to him no, be emotional and cry, nuts. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, I never thought I would see the day with like Undertaker just having a plain out-of-character interview. But I mean, it was it was nice because somebody who's been in the business for like like over thirty years, like I know he's been the Undertaker for thirty years, but obviously before that too, he was in the business. Like hearing his like talk about how it is on the inside and how he feels like people should like direct their characters. I mean, I really enjoyed that. It's still like like you said, it was kind of like shocking, like, oh my God, this is like Undertaker talking, like like Mark Calloway talking, not The Undertaker talking, right? Yeah. It's crazy, but I like that 
he gave his insights on certain things. And in the first one, he gave a few stories about like how he was back in the day and his road schedule and all that stuff. And I mean, it was pretty entertaining. Do you want him to do something bigger? Like I know he's got a few spoken word tours over here and I'm sure a few clips of them will go out uh, on YouTube and, 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 you know, whatnot. What do you, do you want to see something on the network? Do you want to see something big? How do you feel about him appearing at Starcast as well? Or do you not really care? Cause someone to take a fans like this is terrible. I'm like, he's just a human being. Let him do what he no, wants. The, the Starcast thing. I, I, I don't really, I don't really care about. He can do what he wants. And again, he's technically going as the undertaker. Like he's meeting people. People are going to meet the undertaker, right? The, other stuff like the out of I, 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 like I said, I thought it was cool the interviews, but I don't really, I don't know how to say it, but I, I don't really want like that much more of it, mm. just because then I'm just gonna be thinking of him like that. Like you know how Chris Jericho has branched off the different podcasts and doing different interviews, stuff like that. But that's completely different because his character was never, never like that intense, right? So. I feel like it's kind of different. I mean, yeah. I still probably watch it, but I know what you mean. But you don't. Excuse me. You don't feel like you need to have it. It's not yeah, like something. Yeah, you're, yeah. And I totally understand that. Um, okay, so I, I think you're right. I like your I like your Finn Balor idea, but I think we, we may be living in dream world. Although yeah, it would I, be it would like, be wonderful. I thought I thought for a second there that when Finn Balor lost, they were thinking about doing something like that this year at WrestleMania when he lost the IC title on Raw. Yeah, like back to Bobby Lashley. But, I mean, whatever they did, like, even last year, they did some build because they did the John Cena calling him out. Even though Undertaker didn't come on Raw, like, at least John Cena was, like, asking him for a match and stuff like that, right? Like, they've literally not mentioned him at all. Yeah. So... And they've still got, they've still got, in fact, I'm going to try and find it. Um, it was posted earlier because, they, you know, they still haven't announced all their matches. We've already got a lot of matches. And obviously, yeah. there's a lot that, w- that we can kind of figure out. But, you know, to all of a sudden throw something with The Undertaker on, as a, I think it's fine as a surprise, but I think as, you know, a, a, an actual thing to look forward to, I think that probably would be too much. I'm just scrolling through my feed now. Where the hell it's, did I see this WrestleMania card? The only thing with that. Is he's not some regular guy. Like, I don't know if I told you, but last year I was, I didn't watch wrestling, like, compared to how much I've watched it, like, this year after WrestleMania. I was kind of away from it. But when I heard that John Cena is calling out Undertaker, like, I came back to watch it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if they want to boost the ratings, if they're going to have him on the card, wouldn't it make some sort of sense to, like, it's, uh, like I don't know how to explain it, but the surprise is always great. But when you can boost your own stuff, like own ratings and not pay per view buys, but like network buys by ha- by like promoting the Undertaker, why not do that? Yeah, it's a draw, right? And I think you hit the nail on the head. People don't like to say it, but it's true. The Undertaker and John Cena have such star power in their names that especially the sort of the casuals and, and even everyone the casuals the randoms the hardcores as soon as you hear they may have a match you are going to be interested that's just how it works yeah i remember uh even the crown jewel stuff like the the things they did on raw was like that stuff was pretty good because all of them can are great promos and like they're just great and i remember the the go home show before uh before crown jewel when Shawn Michaels was talking and then Kane came out and The Undertaker came out and then Triple H. Like, all of those videos they posted on YouTube, the regular ones had, like, 300,000 views. And then the other one got, like, 4 million views, like, right away. And it was on trending, like, just because of those guys were in it. So, it definitely boosts the ratings. So, I mean, if they want... If they're going to put him on the card, I think they should have they should promote it a little more. Yeah, no, well, I mean, I don't think they're going to... Uh, well, they, I mean, they don't know. I've got this up now. So here's the WrestleMania card as we know it based on confirmed matches and rumors. 
Uh, and I know we kind of talked about this the other day as well, but it's WrestleMania season. It's always going to be some, uh, some bleed. So you've got Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. This gets really long, by the way. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, <laughs> Triple H versus Batista, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin, John Cena versus Question Mark, apparently is confirmed, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio, Oscar versus Mandy or Sonya or Carmella or Naomi, maybe all of them, Usos versus Question Mark, probably the Hardys, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese, probably the pre-show, Shane McMahon versus The Miz, Bailey and Sasha versus Beth and Natalia, Naren Tamin and the Iconics, Under the Giant Battle Royal and Women's Battle Royal. That is 16 matches. WrestleMania 34 had 14 <laughs> matches and WrestleMania 33 had 13 matches. So just going on last year's alone. Already with that announcement, we have two extra ones and you're also going to have an Elias segment so you can call that 17 uh, different things to look out for, which is borderline nuts. But this and, is- they have a, and they have a host this year, so they're going to have a couple of backstage so, segments. So, 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 so <laughs> true. And also you've got the... Um, you know, you, you, you've got the added, I'm not going to say, I'm not saying it's going to get boring, but it is going to go a long time. And obviously the longer something goes, the harder it is always going to be to watch. And going back to our original point, that's why I don't mind The Undertaker being a surprise, because I think it would get a reaction from the fans. You're not expecting it. I think it would get some energy back in there because you can't do anything for that long without being knackered. I mean, it's probably going to go six to seven hours. That is, even if it's the best show ever, it will wear people out. So yeah. I don't mind some surprises. If The Undertaker is a surprise, uh, then I'm, I'm all good with it. I think the other thing I'm actually... Actually, we'll get to that in a second. The one thing I do want to ask you about before we go on is... Uh, this has kind of been a, a topic of conversation that's come up the last 24 hours. It seems, and again, rumors, speculation, who knows, that it was originally going to be Rey Mysterio versus Andrade in a hair versus hair match. Hence why Andrade started growing his hair then obviously on smackdown last week all of a sudden it just got announced oh no it's Rey mysterio versus samoa joe and they announced it with Rey mysterio backstage with his son i'm not against that because i love Rey mysterio and i love samoa joe but i i do find it a bit strange we don't get any payoff to this mysterio feud what's your opinions man do you care do you not care you happy to see whatever because at the moment andrade is probably going to be in the battle royal i really care about this when they announced Rey Mysterio versus Andrade for the Fastlane pre-show. I can't tell you how annoyed I was. <laughs> because I, I've... Since their first single match on SmackDown, I've won... And they did all the screwy finishes. I was happy. I was like, do the proper match on a big pay-per-view. And WrestleMania is obviously coming up. So do it at WrestleMania. Yeah. They had those great spots in the Rumble. It's like, do this at WrestleMania. And then they'd have the four ways... And then you're just thinking, do this at WrestleMania. I w- and not, now I'm like annoyed that they're not doing it. But like you said, the Samoa Joe match is going to be good. But but still, like, especially if Andrade is just going to go back in the Battle Royal, it's kind of a waste. But I mean, there's so many people on SmackDown that you could have put Samoa Joe with that you've been building this Rey Mysterio-Andrade feud for so long. So... Are they even eventually going to pay it off? Or is it going to just be on, like, backlash or some weird thing like that? Like, <laughs> might as well just finish it here. I Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I think my even, big... E- even if they had it at Fastlane and made it a number one contenders match... Yeah, at least it makes more sense. Yeah, it makes more sense. There, I think right? that, that's my biggest thing, is that we never got the payoff. You know, yeah. everyone raved about those Andrade versus Rey Mysterio matches. Definitely some of the best we've seen uh, on SmackDown TV for a while. And then, you know, here we are. And there's just been no payoff. They just vanished from TV one week, and we don't know why. And, I, I, you, know, what, you know, why is, I guess, I asked the question flat, you know, why is Andrade not being involved in a bigger deal, given that he's had a pretty good, he has a good, pretty good run? What did he do? What did he say? I don't know. I mean, it's probably nothing. It's probably just one of those change of plans. But uh, it certainly is interesting. I've just realized as well, I was expecting another announcement about the Hall of Fame. And we didn't get it. Does that mean the Hall of Fame uh, sort of head inductee are DX? I guess so, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess so. I thought it was going to be, like, before, because there's a lot of rumors. It's going to be The Rock. It was going to be Undertaker. Like 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 a headliner like that. Um, I mean, I guess DX is just going to be the headliner with with all those other people going in. No, that's nuts. I just I just realized because, that now. Like, it's, it's, a, it's not really a super, super duper headliner at all. Yeah, because you you would think that because of the Ring of Honor show on Saturday, 
they were gonna have they were gonna do something to try to boost their own ratings, right? Yeah. Since they move NXT to Friday night, but I mean, I guess they're praying that DX, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> and Triple H can do something for them. Um, what what's how have you felt about the build for WrestleMania, man? Because a lot of people obviously feel like they've gone overkill with Ronda Rousey and Co. Now people are saying the same about the Kofi Kingston stuff on Raw, uh, SmackDown, sorry. And the other thing I, I do want to talk about as well, we didn't get to talk about this the other day because it hadn't come out, but obviously Big E cut a very, very, you know, empowering and, and almost hard to watch in, in, a, in the right way promo on Twitter about all of everything that happened with Kofi Kingston, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, touching on this idea that Vince McMahon would never make a black person, a WWE champion. Like it was, I thought, I thought it was really empowering. I mean, I'm not sure if that's the direction that people want WWE to go in because obviously we talked about this the other day as well. In the past, they've done awfully with that stuff and it's been, you know, it's been terrible to watch. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I mean, I, li- I like the, like the actual promo. Yeah. It's just, I don't feel like they should go in that direction. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think it's doing a little too much because especially if, if something happens, like if, what if Kofi loses at WrestleMania? Yeah, that's exactly it's happened and before, pe- right? And then people are just gonna say that, oh, this is actually true. Yeah. When obviously he's saying it in storyline because I mean, I don't think that he actually I mean, maybe some part of his like brain thinks that, but he's not intentionally gonna say that, right? They're yeah. telling him to say say that. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think it was I think this is going to sound worse than I mean it to, but I think it was something that's good to do on social media because it does get people talking and it kind of continues on the story. But I, I worry about them bringing it back onto like a TV arena because I, I, I mean, my thing is always I remember what they did with Triple H and Booker T, and it was yeah, no, it, I was it was bad. I was actually <laughs> scared uh, like two weeks ago when they had that Kofi promo at the end of uh, SmackDown. Yeah, when. When uh, Vince McMahon announced the gauntlet match, he actually said, "You're not, uh, you're not what I'm looking for." Like, and I thought he, I was so scared he was gonna say something about race there. Yeah. Luckily, he said like it's just like star power, which I think that's the direction they should go. Mm. But <laughs> because based on their past, and I, I was, I was like, please don't say anything about race here. <laughs> No, it's true. I think especially because if you are going to do those kind of storylines, and I tell you, man, if I trusted in the people there to do it right, you know, because people always ask for more for more mature storytelling when it comes to WWE, but you've got to be nuanced with it. And, you know, it's got to be planned out beforehand. If they had just called an audible there and done it, you would have been like, well, this is crap because clearly it was never part of the plan. And you're just throwing it in there because you think it's a good way to get people talking. And I don't think that ever works. When it comes to when it comes to planning out stories like that, I think you need to think about it, and I think you need to, you know, give it the, the time and the effort that it deserves. Hence, why again, going back to the WrestleMania 19 match, that you know, how I'll never understand how Booker T didn't win that match. Like it's 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 I, it, I, even now, see, I stumble over my words. It's it's, it's stupid. It was really yeah. really really stupid. But you know, it's uh, I I did think in terms of getting. I don't know. Do you think the COVID Kingston thing's been overbooked? That's probably a better way to get around to it because obviously that was done to try and keep the story going, whereas you could argue, well, the story should have already been wrapped up by now. Yeah, so first of all, I'm like one of the biggest uh, Mustafa Ali fans because kind kind of like you, um, well, he's Pakistani and so am I, yeah. like background, and he's American, obviously I'm Canadian, so it's like a similarity there. Um, the kind of like how you were with uh, the bulldog, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you, relate, you related man, yeah. to him, right? So I mean, I'm so much like I'm so big into him. I was so disappointed when when he couldn't be in the chamber, but I was really happy it was Kofi. Kofi's one of my favorites. Yeah. But like recently, I think they like ever since Fastlane, because when they put Mustafa Ali in there and then they put him in a bad spot, even though he did amazing in the match they put him in a bad spot with the crowd just booing him oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then with kofi um i th- i don't think it was a i don't think it's over booking I, I think it's fine maybe you could have done this like a couple weeks ago because like you want to build actual kofi versus brian match right like you don't want to just keep on building that is he gonna get in the match like eventually you have to announce it and build something like for that 
Um, I just feel like this gauntlet match should have had more like up like more stakes. I think they should have announced that whoever wins gets the WWE title match. Because if you remember the one they had before the Elimination Chamber, they said whoever wins gets the last spot, right? Yeah. So obviously anybody could win. Now you're thinking that this week that if Kofi... Kofi's definitely not going to lose. What if he loses in the first thing, then it, uh, first match? Like, it literally means nothing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you're right. It's such a good. It's such a good point. In the yeah, la- like, in the land if, of kayfabe, it made no difference. I had such a good yeah, point. Like, it was like the most obvious thing that Kofi was gonna at least go to the final. Because what if Sheamus wins? Sheamus versus Cesaro. What is that gonna be? Nobody's gonna care. It, it was so obvious. But then, if you could think that, what if Kofi loses somehow to Cesaro? But then Cesaro goes on to win, and he gets the WrestleMania match. Yeah. What if Rowan wins and he says, I'm not facing Daniel Bryan? What if they did what they just did and Daniel Bryan wins and he says, I'm not fighting at WrestleMania? Yeah. Like, it could have been so many more other directions with the gauntlet. I just thought it was like, it was a fun thing to watch. And I love gauntlet matches, but I just thought it was like so obvious what was going to happen until the end. I liked the ending. A lot of people didn't like the ending. I liked the ending, but. Up to that point, it was just extremely obvious. I think even uh, one more thing, like even when sorry for keep cutting you off. Nah, dude, that's what's all about, man. Cut me off, man. It's all good. (laughs) But even the like two straight roll ups was really annoying to me. Yeah, Samoa Joe and Randy Orton, especially when they're going for finishing moves as well. Yeah, and especially when you're when all those people are watching in the back, you could have easily done. Something with Rey Mysterio for Samoa Joe, or you could have done AJ Styles doing something with Randy Orton, like something like that, which you don't have to do two straight of the same finish. Hmm. Yeah, no. I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to make them look bad, and that's how. That's another way to do it. It doesn't have to just be roll ups. Hmm. I, I mean, I totally agree with you on that. Like, it, it stood out to me like a sore thumb because the two people... I knew that Eric Rowan would do something like that. And when it came to yeah. Randy Orton and Samoa Joe, I was like, how do you get out of this without kind of screwing up your WrestleMania plans? Because Randy Orton's Randy Orton, right? He can lose, but you still want him to go into the Styles match strong. And it's the same with Samoa Joe. So when it did go... Samoa Joe goes for Muscle Buster, gets rolled up. Randy Orton goes for RKO, gets rolled up. I thought it worked because I actually quite enjoyed the emotion of the match. I know now we're kind of a few days after it. A few people felt like the original Gauntlet was better and having another hour-long match felt like it was too much because we'd already done it. But I, 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 you know, I'd bought into it, so I didn't mind that they did do that. However, it was glaringly obvious, and it took me out of the moment a little bit because, again, I, without even thinking of it, I went, I've, you know, it was just like a subconscious thing. I picked up on it, and I was aware. And I like, I like the twist at the end. I like Daniel Bryan coming out and, you know, cementing himself as a heel, mostly because. Unlike some people on the internet, and, and bless you all, I kind of already figured out it's going to be Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania. I know that that's what I don't understand. Like people, <laughs> I don't know like what they're thinking. Like right after, I just saw on Twitter because I don't know if you probably watch it in the morning because it's like three a.m. for you yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But like right when SmackDown finished, I just go on Twitter and I see like people are getting so mad, and I was like. Just relax. It's so obvious that this is going to be the match. Yeah. Because same thing with when uh, Vince McMahon announced that it was going to be Charlotte versus Ronda. And I was like, why are you guys getting so <laughs> yeah, worked up, up about yeah. this? Like the YouTube comments were going crazy. That video had so many dislikes. And I was like, it's a part of the story. Obviously, Becky Lynch won the Royal Rumble. She's going to be in this match. I don't know. No. I, I, anyway, I say fair <laughs> play to WWE. They got people to buy in, right? They got people yeah. to buy in. So... You know, I can't, I can't, I can't hate that. But yeah, I do find it a bit strange when people don't take a minute to go. So I think, I think we're still. I mean, who else is Daniel Bryan going to face? However, to your point, my man, that's why I think you hit the nail on the head. The the point about you know within the realms of kayfabe, but what the hell happened? You know, if 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 Kofi Kingston had lost against I don't know Eric Rowan, well then what is that? It does the match just end? I mean, what does Samoa Joe and Randy Orton do? Yeah, like, I know exactly. Yeah, like, it would have been much- if you had like even Rowan at the end or something and he won by I don't know you could have done so many things where either Daniel Bryan could just say that he's not facing anybody 
because he like if everything that happened in the match actually happened and it ended like it did, but the the stake was that whoever wins gets to face Daniel Bryan. Mm. He could just say as a heel, this is what a heel would like reasonably say, right? That I'm not facing anybody because I'm the WWE champion forever. I don't want to face anybody. Mm. And you could work that into some story or like so, like something like that. Uh, even if you added Kevin Owens to the match and took out Samoa Joe because he's already the U.S. champion, there's a thing that what if Kevin Owens wins? Kevin Owens wins, and then he gets a match. He gets a WWE title match. Like I just feel like you should have put something, like some stake up there. Like the one on Raw Gauntlet match uh, last year, it had some something for like uh, like a reward. So did the Elimination Chamber one. That's why you were so invested. I mean, I was still invested, like you, because it was it was a great match. But I don't think anybody would say that it wasn't extremely obvious. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I think we probably could have Kofi Kingston win here, at, you know, and then go on to the main event. But like, if you want to draw, it, I think the thing for me is, I, I think we talked about this the other day. We said that, but it's true. I think they did too much too soon with Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky. And they've realized over these next couple of weeks, they need to dial it down a little bit so they don't go too extreme with it. But they need another angle to keep the momentum up. And you look at the kind of players that you've got and going with the Kofi Kingston one just made the most sense, which is why I think they did it here. It wouldn't surprise me if we get to SmackDown and we just do what we did with Daniel Bryan a couple of years ago, a few, four years ago now, five years ago, whenever it is. You know, all the SmackDown locker room comes out, says, you know, if you don't, hence why this week as well, everybody, AJ Styles called him out and The Miz called him out. At least it ties into that. And they all come out, all the faces, and they say, look, you know, we're holding up the show unless you put Kingston in the main event. They do it. And yeah, it's exactly like the Yes movement, but it's not like they haven't copied things before. So, you know, yeah. you know what I feel the differences between those is that even when Triple O, when uh, Daniel Bryan had that match to like at the beginning to qualify for the main event, right? There was always that doubt in your mind that they're not going to put Daniel Bryan in this match. Yeah, but I feel like right now it's like so obvious that like they'll. People actually thought they hated Daniel Bryan so much to a point that they were never going to put him in, in a title match at WrestleMania, like main event. Hmm. But this, I feel like it's so obvious, so I don't know what they're going to do, but I just feel like it's pretty obvious it's going to be the match. And it's going to be a good match. If you had told me this like like two months ago, that even if I wouldn't have believed you, but if, I, if you had told me, I still would have said that Daniel Bryan should retain, especially because his heel turn has been amazing, but it'll be fun to see what they do. That's like, eventually that's what you want to, that's what you want, right? You want to see what's going to happen at the end. Hmm. And even, even though it's been kind of tricky of how they're getting there, I think it's been pretty exciting. Well, that's the, that's my big question to you, dude. We've got three feel good potential title wins, right? Kobe Kingston, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. The argument yeah. now being that WWE is never going to pull the trigger on all three because that's not what WWE does. I disagree. I think you probably could do that at WrestleMania. However, let's say for you know lack of an argument that we don't do that and we can only do two out of the three, who doesn't win their respective title in a couple of weeks' time? Who is going to suffer the, the sword of Damocles crushing their head? I would say it's, it's Kofi. I would say that, first of all... Uh, well, we can get to the other two matches like in depth a little more, but uh, I would say it's Kofi because, I mean, the only way I think it's Kofi, especially with everything they're doing, and we talked about the race thing as well, is if he's about to win and like Big E comes and like does something or something like that. I think that's the only way you have him lose. You don't have him lose clean or something yeah. like that. Because if... If you've been building this Becky Lynch thing for so long and you actually put it as the main event and she loses, I mean, like, you want the main event to be, like, the feel-good story, right? So, oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, I think that for sure, that for sure would be Becky Lynch wins that. Um, even if Charlotte takes the pin, which probably will happen, but, like, that's that's what I think will happen. With Brock, it all depends on his contract because if you told somebody last year this time who's going to win, 99% of people would have said Roman Reigns is going to beat Brock Lesnar, right? Exactly. So right. so you never know, but 
I mean, I'm in Toronto, so SummerSlam's happening here. So, I mean, if Brock Lesnar's still the champion, I won't be that mad if I get to see Brock Lesnar title match. But, <laughs> but, like, personally, I would like to see Seth Rollins win that. Um, so I think if it's anybody, it's Kofi. But that's going to cause an outrage, though, surely, man. Yeah, no, th- that's what I'm saying, that the only way they could do it is if, like, Big E turns on him or something. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, you're not going to have, like, Roman Reigns turn on Seth Rollins. The women's match, there's not really anybody that could do something like that because, like I said, if that's the main event, um, Charlotte winning would get people really annoyed and Ronda Rousey, I think at this point, would get people even more annoyed than Charlotte winning. Yeah. So, I mean, I would like to see all three of them win, but if it's that Kofi hits a trouble in paradise and it's been like a 20-minute match and he's going for the pin... And Big E just comes and like throws him off and does the does the big ending and Brian rolls over and gets his arm on him and like Rowan's distracting the ref and Brian gets his arm over and just pins him. I mean that would be the crowd would be really mad, but that would be a good way to get them mad, right? Because the heel got a cheap win. Yeah, I think so. And if, i think the the sheer shock of that happening too would negate any of the other issues that could potentially come out of it. Yeah, I think and if, I, you're, if you're eventually going to do that, uh, I don't think they should break up the New Day, but if you're eventually going to do that, like a WrestleMania, uh, one of them in the WWE title match, like that's like the, the best time to do it. Even if I think like, even if Kofi gets another opportunity down the road and wins... Like, maybe there's something that he never got a fair opportunity again, and then he has a chance at a different pay-per-view and wins. But if you're going to have the three baby faces winning, I don't think you really do that. Mm. I'm, I'm all right with them. I don't care if they want to win either. I really, really don't. Like, I think that it's WrestleMania, right? There's too many times we forget that WrestleMania is meant to be a feel-good, you know, a feel-good thing. And if, if you could do it with all three, as long as you space them out throughout the show, because there's no way yeah, the but- WWE Championship isn't going to be like slap-bang in the middle. It's not going to main event. Yeah, that's that's what I'm scared about. That Shane McMahon's gonna win because he's the heel, and they need some heel wins. Well, yeah, I mean, so. do, do, talk to me about that, dude. When, when, I I tell you, man, I've come round to it. I'm not saying that I'm the biggest fan of of Shane McMahon matches, but look, I think out of everything that we've got, it's probably the one with the best, or at least the most consistent story. You know, they've picked their heels and faces. They've established it nice and early. We're only a couple of weeks out, and we know what's going on. It doesn't seem like a match that Shane McMahon can take any crazy bumps in, which is always a plus for me. I think I'm all right with it. Personally, yeah, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> good, that's, good really, that's what I want. I want I, that. I, I really don't care. But one thing that I'm surprised about is that Shane McMahon winning the World Cup tournament actually meant something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Because when he won it, that everybody was like, this is so stupid and it's not going to mean anything. But if you think about it, if Randy Orton won that or just Dolph Ziggler won it or I mean if they're doing other things probably in storyline bigger things than what Shane McMahon's doing so I mean it ha- it has worked out but I honestly don't care I think it's so corny with <laughs> my dad is proud of me and like oh that's I, awful I, really yeah, no, I, hate, I, I hate that especially <clears throat> because you can undo that story in seconds you just say Dude, your dad's bad. He's like a bad person. You don't yeah. need to hang out with him. Yeah, no, I, that's the, that's, I, honestly, that's the, I'm not looking forward to that. Especially if, because um, at Elimination Chamber, that was the first match. And I was against the Usos and I was like, okay, I don't really care. And I thought the turn was going to happen there, but it didn't. Um, and the, I mean, I think it was the second match after the women's one, actually. But it was... That was the match, and I really didn't care. Uh, Fastlane, it opened the show. I knew there was a turn coming, but during the match, again, I didn't really care. I just hope that it doesn't open the show at WrestleMania because I'm going to be all hyped up, and I don't want to <laughs> have then you, that match. And you hear, awesome, and you're like, ah, shit. Yeah. Well, he had, he, had, he had the match. Uh, Miz had the first match last year, but that was against Balor and... Uh, Seth Rollins so I mean that's a little different than having a Shane McMahon match 
What about in a in a different way? What about the um, the Randy Orton AJ Styles match? So a lot of fans are now into that, given that in you know, that one promo. For that, I'm the opposite again. Like, no, I mean, I'm really into it, but I was into it even before, just because, like I've told you, I'm not I'm not that old. I'm I just turned 21, so yeah. I remember when I like in back in 2010 or something. I used to go on YouTube and it used to be these like random videos of dream TNA versus WWE matches. And it was like AJ Styles versus Randy Orton, uh, John Cena versus Samoa Joe, Sting versus Undertaker, like stuff like that. And like, I never thought it was actually going to happen. So getting these two guys in the ring, is going to be like extremely fun to watch. And I think the promo they did was amazing. So that just hyped me up even more for that match. Mm. Yeah, and no, I think it was the best way to, you know, tap into that fan base that the match is kind of aimed at because, you know, people like you and I probably know all about AJ Styles is run up to the company. And if you don't, it's a good way to teach you. Obviously, Randy Orton's been there, been there for ages. It's my secret, secret favorite match. I think it could steal the show. I, I mean, I'm sure I'll turn out to be wrong now, but I think it could be absolutely brilliant. I, I, it depends what kind of mood Randy Orton is in. You know, that's kind of been a, a, a long touted thing, but I think he, he still gets sticks sometimes when he doesn't deserve it. And yeah, I, I really am confident this is going to be good. Uh, that obviously means it'll be rubbish because that's how it works with um, <laughs> it works for WrestleMania matches. I, I think that it depends to me where it all goes in terms of the card because you know a long a long WrestleMania I, it is hard to watch. You know when you, I know we mentioned this earlier, but when you get past sort of five hours, it doesn't matter what comes out. Like even when you get the main event, if you're tired, you're tired. Your brain doesn't care. Yeah, like. It's the old saying that at WrestleMania, you either want the the first match or the last match, right? Mm. Like, like last year, the Seth Rollins one, uh, the triple threat, that was like, it was one of the best matches on the card. And obviously, the crowd's going to be extremely hyped for that. Um, I think having the WWE title match, like, I know it's weird to have that first, but if you had something like that first, it would be crazy in a good way. Because um, you'd have two exciting guys in the ring. Um, you want something like that, obviously. And then the if Kofi's going to win, like the babyface winning gets the crowd really hyped up. Um, but I don't know how they're going to like how, how they're going to like uh, sort out the matches. It's, I, think but, it's, it's the, I think it's the the toughest thing when you've got a card that long. You've got to structure yeah. it right. It's a whole skill in itself. Yeah. I. So we were talking about the the potential two main events. If we could just talk about like the, I wanted to say something about the the Becky Lynch. Yeah, do it, man. I'm and a the triple threat. Well. Yeah. One, I just want to say one thing that like really, really, really annoys me <laughs> about about like these three. First of all, it's nothing that they're women because I know some people are gonna think that I'm saying that, but. When they have, they've had so many of these segments, which are overplayed, with, like, five security guards and, like, four refs who can't control two people. And it just gets out of control, and then they eventually start fighting. I think they've overdone that so much. Yeah, they, they've like done a lot of brawls, yeah. If, if, if it's just, like, one ref in front of Ronda Rousey, it's believable that she's going to destroy him. But if there's, like, five people around Becky Lynch, who's, like, five, six, less than, like, 200 pounds, like, I mean, reasonably, if they're actually security guards, they should be able to control that. Like, I understood when it was Undertaker and uh, Brock Lesnar or Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns that they're breaking through that. And it's fine to have that a couple times, but I feel like they've done that with Becky Lynch and Charlotte so much and Ronda Rousey, too, like. I think it's just getting a little out of control. And maybe because they just ran out of things to do. But I just feel like it's gotten a little bit out of control with that. Yeah, I think, I, I think, I don't, I never really thought about it. I don't mind it with Ronda Rousey because Ronda Rousey's legit, right? And I kind of, yeah. I, I can buy into it. But I, I do agree with you. They've overdone the brawl way too much. I mean, the last two weeks, they basically did the same angle. You know, Becky Lynch and Charlotte have a little talk and then they have a little fight and then, 
and then we move on. As we are talking about the main event, this came out today as well. How true it is, I don't know, but I couldn't believe it when I read it. Apparently, the idea at one point, and this is no longer the plan, given everything that's happened, was for the end of WrestleMania 35 to be the triple threat match. And when it was over, uh, Becky Lynch would win the Raw Women's Championship, and then all three women would emotionally embrace in the middle of the ring. And I'm reading this quote from PW Mania. Stephanie McMahon would then come out with the entire women's division, and they would all give the competitors a round of applause to end WrestleMania 35. Now, look, I am all for women taking up more of these spots. I think it's long overdue, and I will genuinely be disappointed if Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Ronda isn't in the main event. I think you strike when the iron is hot, and I think it makes sense. With that said, for exactly the same reason that I wouldn't like it if Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar had a match and then hugged, I don't want to see people that I'm meant to think no. hate each other hug. I yeah. want them to kick each other's ass. It's a, it it's, doesn't come down to gender. It comes down to the story. Yeah, it's... Uh, right when you said Stephanie McMahon, I knew it was going to be something <laughs> stupid. But, but it, like, seriously, it was... If they do that, it's going to be really disappointing. When, at the end of Evolution, I think they did something like that. But that was just end of Ronda Rousey match. They didn't hug, but I'm saying, like, all the women came out to the to the ramp. That was Evolution, and, right? Yeah. And mm. Becky Lynch had a stare down with Ronda Rousey. So it kind of made sense. Yeah. Because the two champions are having a stare down. They're not embracing, right? I don't feel like... I don't care about gender. I don't care about anything. Like, nobody should do that. Again, I always bring it back to Undertaker, but, like, the Triple H, Shawn Michaels, like, that one made sense at WrestleMania, the end of the era match, because Triple H had been trying so hard and Shawn Michaels had been there. Like, they embrace it. It makes sense. Or Undertaker uh, retiring Shawn Michaels, that makes sense. Uh, Shawn Michaels retiring Ric Flair, that makes sense. Because that's, like, and that's in the story a bigger moment too, right? This has nothing to do with the story, especially Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch, how they're going at each other. Like after a UFC match, would you really see Ronda Rousey go hug her opponent? Not after all of this. <laughs> that's that's the, it is the equivalent of Brock Lesnar giving Seth Rollins a hug. And you would be like, yeah. what are you, Brock, you're a beast. You're a monster. You should yeah. be pissed off. You just lost your championship. And if Ronda Rousey <laughs> loses at WrestleMania, I want her to go and kick Becky Lynch's ass. That's what yeah. I want. I want her to be mad. Mad Ronda is brilliant. And Charlotte Flair has been presented to me as an asshole. So if she then loses, I want her to go and kick everybody's ass. I don't need, you know, a special moment to me isn't lovey-dovey hugging in the ring. And if anything, I think that's really insulting to the women. I mean, that doesn't, yeah. mean, it doesn't mean a lot coming from me because I get it. I'm a man and, you know, a female is going to see it very differently but from my perspective to me that's really insulting that for the men we'll be all serious and real but if we have a women match oh they've all got to hug afterwards no they don't they're people it's, they're human beings yeah no it's really annoying with all they do with like best friends and like all that stuff like you can't i mean it's really annoying like, even that time where before survivor series becky lynch hugged charlotte and was saying go beat ronda rousey like what was the point of that you could have just given her the match and moved on but she hugged charlotte after having those matches at SummerSlam and hell in a cell and saying that she's took her spotlight like i think the best friend thing for women like in their in the women's division i think it's does way too much and it's just and it's nothing against the women it's against the writers because they're making the women just like how they make just regular baby faces look stupid they're making the women not look that smart no exactly it just it's too i know there's a big uh you know hoo-ha at the moment about what is you know what is good and what is bad when it comes to kayfabe and stuff but i think that's too much like that that that's just it's just too much it just is i don't i don't need after everything i've seen i don't need you to go after all of it ah well who cares it's like no i care yeah like i really do care i know i know it doesn't matter but you know you, if i'm watching you got to give me something so. Yeah, like if that really makes no sense, I'll be really annoyed if they actually do something like that. And speaking of like the main event, uh, I know everybody's really annoyed when Brock Lesnar doesn't show up on Raw for like, a, like basically the whole year. But him coming back this week and Paul Heyman having that thing with Seth Rollins last week and them not having much to do with the the women's triple threat like i'm honestly right now i'm more excited for for the brock lesnar match and i think it's weird to say that he hasn't come on raw for that long and and i'm more excited but 
it's just that we're seeing something new. And with the Becky Lynch stuff, like with Kofi, we're saying that they, they started the build way too late. But with this, it's been going on for so long. And even, I think if when Becky Lynch was suspended, if they just kept her off TV for a while, it actually would have been good. But having her come every single week while she was suspended, I think it just like overdid it a little too much. Mm, that's fair. No, that's fair. And I mean, just the Brock Lesnar coming back and it it kind of added more excitement to that match because that match went from having no excitement because he it was Paul Heyman, the guy who just talks, not the guy actually in the match, going at Seth Rollins. So it had basically no excitement to like, I'm excited for that. And the Becky Lynch one started off so high and I feel like if they keep doing what they're doing, it's just going to go down slowly my excitement for that i I think we need wrestlemania now obviously that's not how it works but i think that would benefit (laughs) i did think the other day on raw i I mean i know he does this all the time but i guess i must have just had an out-of-body moment when i did watch brock lesnar just stood there laughing (laughs) i was like what a stupid job he has that's his whole job his whole job is just to stand there yeah he never has to talk he never has to do anything like (laughs) he didn't say anything on the show he didn't touch anybody because even when he came out at the end he just walk to the walk to the yeah, stage just, just stood it, there he did the classic i'm going to interrupt you because of my music which is that's... and then just walked away yeah, that's it and he got paid probably like four million dollars fair play yeah. to brock lesnar man like he he, <laughs> he 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 smashed it he smashed pro wrestling and he smashed it hard um but yeah, I, I i still think i mean just to kind of sum it up man i i know there's still a couple of weeks to go and things can change but right now do you feel like we're gonna do you think it's good wrestlemania things are bad wrestlemania you're excited like what's your what's your overall feelings towards the event like you know you know, when we're a week out, no matter what happens, are you going to be sat there going, oh, sweet, WrestleMania is in a week's time? No, I've been doing that since Elimination Chamber. I've been so excited. I feel like the fast lane pay-per-view is just a waste. They shouldn't have had that there. But I've been excited. I'm really excited right now. Like I know people are saying it's long, but for me, having the the types of caliber of matches that they're having, like, it just makes me excited. Like you said with the Rey Mysterio thing that it's disappointing that we're not getting Andrade, but it's extremely exciting. We're getting Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Like every match you look down, there's like, except maybe the Oscar match, <laughs> there's some storyline built into it, which you're extremely excited for. Yeah. I, I think that, I think if they announce that they're doing less matches, I'm yeah. not going to be too much against it. But at the same time, I think there's enough good there, which is enough to be, you know, two thumbs up. That's my, yeah, that's, it's just, that's my feel. The only, the only thing I'm thinking about is the tag team divisions because I don't know what they're going to do with that. I think the SmackDown one, it, it would be smart if they had a, like a ladder match like I, they had a couple years ago. I, there's so many good, like, uh, tag teams on smackdown i think either one of the smackdown or raw i don't think we're going to get either one of those raw title tag team titles is not going to be on the card i'm convinced of it i could be wrong that's pure speculation on my behalf but that's the, that's my gut feeling yeah but like even if it is what is i've i really like the revival but shouldn't that be on the pre-show <laughs> because nobody really there's no storyline behind it or anything especially while like promo storyline it's mostly been just stuff in the ring i think if they have a match it'll be on the pre-show and i think the royal rumble pre-show was like two hours long because it started like it was yeah you're right oh my gosh i I forgot about it yeah so if they're probably gonna do that again for this and i think unfortunately for the cruiserweights because that's probably gonna be one of the best matches but that's gonna be on the pre-show a hundred percent yeah if they have the raw match the tag team match that probably going to be on the pre-show and honestly i feel bad for oscar but if there's no time then you have to put that at the end of the pre-show or something if it's a two hour long pre-show yeah i, I think and, oscar, i think oscar's in trouble too because look how they feature on tv right like that's gonna that's gonna then knock over into into wrestlemania yeah. as well no but it's it's just crazy what's gone on in a year like if i told you a year ago that Oscar would be SmackDown Women's Champion, but for half of that time, nobody would even care about her. And at WrestleMania, nobody would even care. You would be so confused. 
if I told you that Daniel Bryan would be a heel, <laughs> yeah, I'd I know. Be so confused. His comeback speech was like a year ago. The other day, it's like, man, what crazy, what crazy yeah. year that's been. Yeah, it's, it's, it's. Really, if I told you Brock Lesnar will still be Universal Champion, you'd be so confused. Yeah, like how did that happen? I know, man. Yeah, and if I told you Kofi Kingston was in the WWE Championship match, you would think i'm crazy well if you told me that in january i would have said you were crazy dude that's, yeah. <laughs> that's how quickly that changed but yeah. that is why i love wrestling right rafad that was uh, uh too fast an hour my friend i that, yeah. that, that was good is there anything you want to pimp out there or promote before we wrap up no i'm good no, he's good he's good he's got it all he's got it all done well look dude thank you so yeah. much for joining me i always appreciate it uh if we don't talk before wrestlemania enjoy it my friend and i hope you do get a surprise appearance by the undertaker and maybe even the demon Balor. uh you never know right you never know what's going to happen again we never thought kofi kingston would be here so there's no point ruling anything out yeah i mean just the finn Balor thing like if they had that match with Bobby Lashley probably should be on the pre-show too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. And the UN. Put everything on the pre. Any title that's not a world title, just put it on the pre-show. Who cares anymore? Yeah, exactly. Uh, who cares? Well, dude, thank you so much for your support again. Honestly, it means the world. You've uh, you've been very good to me for, for a good while, man. So thank you very much. And, yeah, no problem, and thank you to everyone over on patreon.com, Simon316. Honestly, all my, all my best wishes go out to you. We still do have a few more podcasts to go before WrestleMania, so we will keep getting into it. Obviously, what else? Did, nothing. Even other companies have gone quiet now, other than New Japan, because they know what's going on. But in the meantime, make sure you hit up me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316, youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules. That's where you can watch all of this, as well as some other wrestling content. And otherwise, keep enjoying yourself. Enjoy your day, and I will talk to you again very soon. 